Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. I am Actual Pearl, and it's time for your TNA Impact post show. We can finally say it again. It's January 18, 2024. Coming off hard to kill. This is a part of the Snake Eyes tapings in Las Vegas. I was lucky enough to attend those and, of course, Hard to Kill as well. We do have a Hard to Kill post show over on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Myself, Steven Jensen, and the wonderful lady next to me who joins me for all of our post shows, Cresta Star. She's here. Hello, Cresta. How are you? I am doing fantastic. What an episode. What a time to be a wrestling fan. I had such a good time watching TNA. I I I could feel smell the nostalgia in the room. <laughs> How are you, Joel? It smelled like nostalgia and it smelled like thankfully people were wearing deodorant, at least in my section. I love it. Don't you? It's great stuff. I also love it when y'all leave a thumbs up on the video and of course subscribe to us here, youtube.com slash fightful. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, please leave a five-star review. That helps us go a long way because if you like us, you should like us and tell others about us, right? That's how it goes. Anyway, you can also send us a super chat. Any amount get your question or statement read on the air, or you can go to humperchats.com. Cresta will tell you how, why, what, when, and where, if you remember. Oh, yes, you take your hands and your fingers and you go to humperchats.com. I'm sorry, the spirit of Tony Storm is coming through me. You go- <laughs> Are you Ash by Elegance? Is that what you're doing, Cresta Star? Um, maybe Cresta by Star. <laughs> you go to humperchats.com on either your phone, your favorite browser, or whatever. You leave whatever comment, like Joel Pearl. I'm glad you made up with Steve Macklin. Was the Iron Man match? Any dollar amount, get your comment right on screen. We read it. We're happy. Sean's happy. It keeps the lights on. Humperchats.com for you. There you go. We don't own the night anymore, but we certainly own an opportunity for your money. Cody Wills kicks us off with a super chat saying, great episode. The main event was spectacular. Let's get right into this. We had Will Ospreay and Josh Alexander, the second match. And I think, I don't know if I said it in a hard to kill pre-show. But I do remember mentioning this on In the Weeds. My feeling was the entire time, Josh is going to win this. 
and you did say that on the Hard to Kill post show. I did, and and my feeling was always that Josh was going to win this, and on top of that, they're going to set up a third match, mm-hmm. and it'll be well, you know, Will Ospreay's off to AEW, and that's great. I'm really happy to see that, and it also means that Will Ospreay will be stateside more often as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Josh Alexander gets a huge win and a rebranded TNA. He also got the big win at Hard to Kill over Alexander Hammerstone, who I hope comes back because that was a great showing. You can hear all about that in our thoughts in the Hard to Kill post show. But yeah, let's let's just jump right into your initial thoughts on that main event before we really break it down. Um, Again, let me turn my page because I am so upset that the biggest issue I had was too much was going on. This match, I expected it to be a banger, and I agreed with you. I would have loved it if Josh Alexander won. And when he did, I popped like a pimple uh, overnight when a pimple patch. It was fantastic. This match was so good. It was everything you needed more. They were doing the AJ style seance circle, I like to call it, every time someone does like a styles clash. So it was fantastic. It was very TNA. Very TNA. And I think the right decision was made here, especially the way commentary was putting over Josh Alexander as the standard bearer, saying how he was the longest champion and all his other um, accolades that he got under the Impact banner. He absolutely is the standard for TNA like he was an Impact. Yeah, the match was, it was basically the idea of Josh Alexander being the guy at TNA. He is the flag bearer. Why would he lose this match? Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the big thing coming out of it. When we break down this match later, I, I have plenty to say. It was very, very fun live. And watching it play out on TV, it basically translated the same way, if not better. I think commentary did a great job. Uh, I, I put over the referee, Daniel Spencer, in this thing because one point when Osprey introduces that table, he did it so organically because he was in the ankle lock. Mm-hmm. He had been taken down off of the ring apron and he's grot- He's just, just scratching for anything he can. And he just happens to grab the table and he pulls it out, not because he wanted to, but because he was being dragged out. Yep. Did he have to set it up? No, but he decided to. And referee's discretion dictates you can do as you please. And he did it in a way that, again, it came off as organic. So it made sense in the moment for him to introduce it. Stuff like that. I love it. It explains it perfectly. These two men by all accounts, from everything I was told, they put this match together. They did it themselves, Osprey and Alexander. You can tell in a lot of places where the TNA inference was there. Uh, it was just a very well-worked match. We'll get into the specifics, but for now, how about we just start at the top and really get to it? How about that? I love it. I love it. All right. Let's Come on, Grandma. Grab your notebook. Come on, Grandma. Start writing on a <laughs> notepad like everyone else. What are we doing? I Yo, I cannot. I type with four fingers, Joel. <laughs> Are you my dad? He's going to be 75 in April. All right. This is about wrestling. I, I'm not here about Mavis Beacon teaches typing, okay? <laughs> anyway, X Division Six Way opens up the show. This was great. Jake Something defeats Kushida, Speedball Mike Bailey, Laredo Kid, El Gio del Vikingo, and Trey Miguel. Vikingo working ROH and TNA tonight. So uh, he's pulling his Rick Rude. That's great. Uh, I love Tom Hannafin and Matthew Raywald back up in the balcony seats. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, and then everyone going after Jake something to start the match really set the tone. Really, really fun match. I'll get, let you get to your notes. Let's talk about it. Jake something beats the gamut. And Cresta, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Cresta Star, what happens when a luchador is in a match on Impact or a TNA wrestling? Dun, 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 they lose. Yes, they eat the pin. Laredo Kid did, in fact, eat the pin. Welcome back 
TNA, we're back, baby. Yeah. You you signed a, an agreement, a multi-year extension with Tiflea, and it's just like, no, we're still going to beat your luchadors unless Conan's here. Whatever. It was fun. <laughs> People know the, if you don't know the bit by now, I'm sorry. I cannot help you. Either way, uh, Vikingo looked good. Everyone looked great. Let's talk about the match. Go ahead, Cresta. I have to say that I agree with commentary with one of these things. It's not like the others. <laughs> Everyone ganging up on Jake something. Classic big man, um, big man little people. Because the exhibition isn't about weight limits. It's about no limits. But you are a little bit too big. Look at everybody else now. Look at you. Get the hell out of here. I respect it. It is not lost on me that the X division opened up a TNA match followed by the knockouts division. I think that is smart because that is something they are known for more than the knockouts division. They are known for the X division doing crazy spots. We had a triple dive outside of the ring. Again, Mike speedball could do no wrong. I such a fantastic wrestler. Um, <laughs> there was a, there was one time where Jake something caught um, the Kingo and did like this rolling sent on it and threw him outside into the other competitors. Jake something is a monster. And he's one of those people. Like I had this feeling about um, Steve Macklin too, when he first got it, like you are so good that I want you to go for the title already. I know you would lose and I don't want that right yet, but you are so good. And I also need him versus um, Alex Hammerstone. Me. <laughs> I like that. And by the way, that particular spot, I sent out a tweet after it happened. And I said, there was a spot between Jake something and El Hilde Vikingo that it's, it's perfect. That it was yes. that spot. The spot that you just, that you just talked about, that was it. You had Vikingo do, uh, it was like a spinning Rana right into something and then something eventually picking him up and doing the power bomb off into the crowd of, of competitors. It was so good and so smooth. There was chemistry there, and it wasn't yeah. necessarily expected. So, again, everyone in the match came out swinging. Uh, I love that they're all trying to take out Jake something with those high-flying moves. Uh, the Jake something choke slams onto Trey Miguel, onto Laredo Kid was just, uh, just was devastating. Good. Really loved it. And there was another spot with Vikingo and uh, Jake something with the foots, where you have something on Vikingo's foot, and they're slapping each other, but Jake something just smacks a little harder and knocks down Vikingo. Stuff like that is fantastic. Uh, something hits into the void. Laredo Kid eats the pin because the more things change in TNA, the more they stay the same. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I burp like a... I love it. That was like very attractive. Like a beer. Like a yeah. beer, man. <laughs> oh, Salko's in the chat. Welcome, pal. He says, uh, did the crowd noise come through? It sounded quiet. It did sound a little quiet, but this match, I can tell you live, uh, it came through. This... The Nick Nemeth segment that we'll talk about that really got the crowd going, and of course the uh, the match with uh, the, the main event tonight and the six man. The six man was interesting. We'll talk about that a little later. How how it played out in the tapings and how it was a little different from normal. But uh, crowd noise came through a theater like the Palms. This I didn't get to say this on the Hard to Kill Po Show because mm -hmm. I had some issues with my internet. It's hard to get good crowd audio in a theater that is treated for sound. Oh. In other words, it's 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 a theater, right? So everything just kind of hits the baffles or hits the soundproofing and it doesn't echo through an arena. It doesn't echo through a big empty hall. It just kind of goes and just deafens, just just deadens itself. So it came out, but it also it's very quick to to die. Yeah. 
Audio problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really audio problems. It's just what you expect. So you got to work with it. Anyway, Gia Miller's backstage with Will Ospreay. Uh, calls Josh Alexander a cheeky little slag. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great week for British slang. Let me tell you, you got Tony Storm saying that she's gonna punch Diana Perrazzo in the box, and uh, then you got that British cool. slang because I've I've heard of the term box before. But people are like, Psh, "Bless Denise Salcedo's heart." That's all I have to say is bless Poor her heart. <laughs> Oscar came back because of TNA, calls himself a world beater. Now it's time for Josh Alexander to fulfill the pressure, which later on he does. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about Ash by elegance cresta bti is dead long live bti we love you george eisman as a result our best pal george eisman is without a job or is he because he was representing ash by elegance at hard to kill and I'm very excited to watch George step out of the, the yes. game and pop into the game of elegance. Anyway, so Ash by Elegance is not Tony Storm, so stop being weird. Uh, this Ooh. is great. I, I, yeah, who? I don't know. This, she's going to kick someone in the box. Anyway, uh, she is a whisper carried upon a breeze. As she passes, accumulating momentum, her caress raises goosebumps, pinprick kisses, reminder of a singular presence. She is a hurricane force of nature, undeniable, irresistible, unforgettable. She is Ash by Elegance. So basically, she's a perfume line, Cresta Star. I got to tell you, I got to wait till I see it in ring because I thought this promo was weird. That's what Very I have. Nice. Like, this was just weird. It was shot well. Like, it looked like a Calvin Klein commercial, but everything they were saying, I was like, I don't know if she's wrestling, if she's selling perfume or feet pics. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna let it get to in ring because I could tell you I, this was very weird. I don't know what was going on here. It was just funny to watch because it was it was so well done. But it, it means nothing. And she's going to be wrestling at the tapings uh, this weekend in Orlando. So we'll get a better idea yeah. of what Ash by Elegance is about. I would love Ash by Elegance to be part of a larger faction. People who who surround themselves with her. It could be Jay Vidal. It could mm -hmm. be it, basically the Shantaraj. If you inevitably turn Giselle Shaw babyface. And we're about to talk about Giselle Shaw. But I wouldn't mind seeing the Shantaraj align with ash by elegance and see just an extended family of mm. elegance of decadence and i don't know who else fits maybe the chat has ideas but it would just be fun to do a, a brand around ash by elegance yeah like i said i'm not going to discredit it i just thought the promo just wasn't really for i mean i say it wasn't for me i just didn't understand the goal of it but i'm gonna let it go into the ring i'm gonna see what it is the presentation on tv the backdrop was beautiful. I will agree with chat with there. The, the backdrop was beautiful. I think the idea here is that you're going to get a slow burn with yeah. who she is. And, and this is just, when they introduced her as such, the idea, like immediately when I saw that her name was Ash by Elegance, I'm like, oh, they're going to do a fashionista kind of perfume line. Like it was going to be a ripoff of like Calvin Klein or something by something. That's it's what it always Britney Spears, early 2000s. Kind of, but like it was it was just more about the, that high fashion, mm -hmm. like that BS type of mentality. And that makes for a great heel, especially yeah. with wrestling. Better, like better than you, not MJF, but just the I'm wearing good gear. I'm, I'm wearing the yeah. nice. I'm expensive. Fine. You're poor. Yes. And have and have nots. Where is Kona Reeves? He needs to be part of this. <laughs> that is a name that I haven't heard in many a night. <laughs> you got to start watching 
impact or not impact. You guys are watching NXT with me, where all I say is, "Where's Kona Reeves in all of this?" <laughs> I'm just gonna move on. Giselle Shaw and Jill and wow, jail. Giselle Shaw and Gail Kim are backstage. Uh, Giselle Shaw won the Ultimate X. She's guaranteed a knockouts title match. And in comes Gail Kim. She congratulates Giselle Shaw and asks. Uh, wasn't it a coincidence that the Chantourage wasn't there and you won? And Giselle Shaw just gets annoyed and walks off. What'd you make of this promo, Cresta? I mean, I like Gail Kim's intentions, but hear me out. I love Giselle Shaw as a heel. She's got that natural swagger about her where she's like, girl, I'm a piece of crap and that's okay because I'm the best. I love that. Gail Kim that's not meddling. Let her be evil. I like what Gail was trying to do because like, you did it by yourself. You didn't need these guys. And a lot of the time when they're there, you be losing. But also, she wins. So, Gail, mind your business. <laughs> there is a potential match with Gail and uh, Giselle Shaw down, down the pipeline. I don't want to see that because then Gail Kim has to win, but I don't want Giselle Shaw to lose. She doesn't. Why does she have to win? It could be a big moment for Giselle Shaw. Because I like Gail Kim and I'm biased. <laughs> How many times should Savannah Evans powerbomb Gail Kim ask Sam Solko? <laughs> Why when I read that, all I could see is Savannah Evans hitting the Wardlow. The <laughs> That's what I was going to say, the powerbomb symphony. So how many, how many powerbomb symphonies are we talking here? Are we talking seven, eight, 20? As many powerbombs as Heath has kids. <laughs> wow, that's a lot of kids. I don't know if they can do this. We're going to try, though. Dex Baker saying, to be fair, I was very down on Giselle Shaw based on her debut vignettes. I'll give Ash a chance. And I think that's the best way to look at it. It's okay yeah. to be a little skeptical about anybody when they first come in. And maybe the presentation isn't as strong as you thought it would be. Or maybe it's not for you. Let their actions and let the creative kind of speak to you. And either you'll love it or you won't. Yeah. Or you'll find somewhere in between. We sat here for weeks you know, back when we started doing the show, talking about Giselle Shaw not being nearly as good as she is now, both in ring, out of the ring, the character development, just the the commitment to what she does. It's it's evolved so incredibly well over the last few years. I completely agree. You can see that with a lot of wrestlers who come in, whether you have, um, oh my God, Kevin Knight, or someone like Sheldon Jean, or even someone like Giselle Shaw or Trinity. People come in where you have a notion or you don't know about them, and they are completely different or given a chance to flourish. Even Eric Young, if you only know them in one place or not know them at all. So that is one thing I will give to TNA Impact. They will always get the benefit of the doubt from me. I may not get it at first, but I know I'm going to eventually get it. By the way, you mentioned Kevin Knight. He's got a great match next week that I look forward to talking about with everybody. So we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Tasha Steele takes on Zaya Brookside. This is Zaya Brookside's debut singles match for TNA. They definitely see something in her because they have her going up against a former knockouts world champion, Tasha Steeles, and they had her beat Tasha Steeles, and they're running this back at the Orlando taping. So they're, they're starting a little something between Brookside and Steeles. Good, solid match. This was a fun opener when we were watching it live. Uh, they they clearly want to make Brookside this big-time white meat baby face, and I get it. She's got to look for it. Mm -hmm. Commentary did mention Ash by Elegance and her thoughts on that, which I thought was interesting because they didn't really mention that anywhere else in the broadcast. And eventually Zaya wins the, with the Brookie Bomb. What would you think of this match? 
again, it is not lost on me that the first two matches were the X Division match and then the knockouts match. And this to me was a clash of old knockouts versus the future of knockouts. And like you said, it was very shocking for me at least to see Zaya Brookside get the win. The girl can wrestle. I'll, I'll give her flowers. The girl can wrestle. She's a little scrappy young lad, if you will. I thought Tasha Steeles was going to win that. What a good match. I loved it. I loved it. Um, oh, Let me look at my notes. Because this, again, is another one of those matches where I don't have a lot of notes. Because between the monkey flip and that big-ass pump kick, I was just like, oh, my God, I have to pay attention. Like the six, man. This was not the sound cliche, total nonstop action from beginning to the end. I'm sorry, one of my cats, the fat one, Bully Ray, just darted across my green screen. My apologies, y'all. <laughs> That's amazing. And by the way, sometimes a six-minute match can just be a six-minute match, right? This is a setup. We haven't seen Zaya Brookside on Impact Television, so but TNA Impact Television. So now is the opportunity for us to just get a taste. I don't necessarily love that it's Tasha Steeles who's, you know, eating the L there, but I do hope that there's some sort of story or that they're working on something with Tasha because we've seen her kind of shift in and out mm-hmm. of TNA over the last little while. Yeah, I, I would love to see something long term for Tasha Steeles in TNA. I think it's been a very long time since we've seen something long term with her or any sort of storyline. And I think she is someone who's a great addition to any locker room, especially the knockouts division. Exactly. Let's uh, keep going. Joe Henry, of course, got to follow up on the Cheez-Its fiasco <laughs> from Hard to Kill from the Countdown. Uh, really, the, the important thing here is that he beat up DJ Who Kid and put him in a trash bin. Poor DJ Who Kid. What did he ever do? He hit him with the laptop. He had oh, this coming. Course. That old man had it coming. He should have minded your business. He just sat there and ate your Cheez-Its. That's true. That Let that be a lesson to you, folks. If someone gets in your way, just mellow out and have some Cheez-Its. I mean, AJ Francis is the cheese it champion, you know, and he's the best one they've ever had. One of my greatest regrets from my Steve Macklin interview is that we didn't get to break bread or cheese it's together. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. But either way, I like that Henry and AJ Francis are on a collision course. I like that they're not going to put Dala on the screen every single week. I think this will be a very fun match between those two. They're comedy acts, but they're very good wrestlers. I'm looking forward to Henry and uh, and Francis. I don't know if you have anything else to add. I don't. I don't. I'm ready to see where this goes. Grizzled young veterans defeat Frankie Kazarian and Eric Young. Multiple stories playing out here. GYV definitely want to go after those TNA World Tag Team Championships held by Ace of Bays. And, of course, the big news coming out of the match. Frankie Kazarian turning on EY. Eric Young is is a lone wolf again. Lone wolf. And Kazarian takes out Eric Young. This is a good feud. I'm I'm excited to see Kazarian and Eric Young. They'll tear it up for a little time in the mid card. That's cool. Uh, Kazarian is going to have. He wants a big 2024. I think everyone does. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why you're here. But I think there's a good opportunity for Kazarian to fill a mid card heel spot that maybe isn't as effective or in the TNA roster right now. What do you think of? Uh, let, let's start with the turn, and then we can talk about the match. What do you think of Kazarian turning on his partner Eric Young? It's different. I think I've only ever seen Kazarian be a good guy. So I think it's nice to see him do something different. And Eric Young, it it kind of organic. You lost that hard to kill. You lost tonight. Eric Young took the pin. But, I mean, because Aaron, he was getting worked on that. He was, he was getting beat up. So I, 
I, I'm a little indifferent. I, I Again, I'm ready to see where that goes. I agree with you in the sense of there is a mid-card heel position that needs to be filled. Because I guess not, not even, I guess, Moose and Eddie Edwards and uh, Myers, who were those mid-card heels, are now in your main event because Moose is the champion. So you need someone like a Kazarian. And then you've got an organic feud with the tag team that's already lost twice and you're sick of his crap. Two TNA originals, you can get your nostalgia. I don't, not I'm saying it out loud, I don't hate it. I would, again, like to see where it goes. And more Eric Young on my screen, yes, please. Uh, as it pertains to the match, GYV, very smooth, very good in the ring. Great smack talk. I love the assisted sliced bread on uh, Kazarian. That looked great. And, of course, they hit Grit Your Teeth on Eric Young. Grit Your Teeth just looks like a a double big rig lung blower, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a solid move. It works. Those tag team maneuvers like that, those double moves, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. But GYV, they make it work. But when I look at it, I'm just like, yeah, but is this the one you have to use? <laughs> Otherwise, it's fine. Listen, they like it. People like it. It's a, it looks like cool. It looks like a cool move. That's good enough. Um, so, yeah, that, that's the match. I don't know if you have anything to add. It was just a very well-paced, well-worked tag team match yeah no i have to give all the flowers to grizzle young veterans especially um james drake that he is so good it's kind of kind of crazy seeing them i had to i got to see them at house of glory and then seeing them here twice now in tna it's kind of crazy wwe didn't do more with them you know that's that's really crazy it, to me it's like an ftr situation how do you not Maybe it's something I'm not seeing, but I see two very fine wrestlers. You know what I mean? I see some good rest, some good tag team wrestlers. So I don't, I don't understand. I'm, I'm very happy for them. I think this is a good injection into the impact. I'm sorry, the TNA uh, tag team division. But these guys are really. I gotta give Grizzle Young veterans their flowers. They are really good. They're so good. They are very good. And and you know, here's the thing with wrestling. It's a TV show, mm -hmm. and everyone's everyone's filling a role and when the role is already filled by somebody you've had on, on your roster for years then if a similar a similar character filling a similar role comes along you might not use them mm -hmm. gyv are fantastic wrestlers they're a fantastic tag team their characters already existed in the wwe system right international brawlers the brawling brutes i'm not trying to say mm -hmm. that brawling brutes are to the same caliber as gyv in the ring but my point is really that they had that sort of character already established and building. So yeah. GYV didn't fit because it just it was already a, a cast character. So now they have the opportunity to go elsewhere, do their thing, and enjoy it. And hopefully they continue to see a lot of good stuff because they are a fantastic tag team. Yeah. Just, they just did they didn't fit whatever casting WWE had for them. That's kind of where I am at. That's fair. Oh, I also wanted to put over commentaries, especially Ray Walt saying the grizzled young veterans versus some grizzled veterans. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was very accurate too. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about the system. They are eating at a fine American eatery in Las Vegas. Speaking of a system, you know what I mean? Like speaking of the system, <laughs> I do wonder where they were eating because I didn't. Uh, it didn't look familiar. They made it very nondescript, and I have to applaud that. It's probably one of the restaurants in Rio. Anyway, they put themselves over. They said Okada should be running scared because the system works and nobody will slow them down. Not even Nick Nemeth. 
because they're talking about the six man tag that they have next week with Okada and the Motor City Machine Guns. Moose, he this is great. This is my favorite part of the whole promo. Moose says, I don't want to be known by any other moniker. I want to be known only as TNA world champion. And then they do, you can always trust the system. What did you think of this segment? Because that that one line, that no more monikers line, was something I was waiting for out of Moose. Easy. I mean, I don't hate that. It's It wasn't my focal point. I do like, I okay, <clears throat> how can I articulate this? Because I feel like it's going to sound like a backhanded compliment, and that's not what I'm trying to do here. On the one hand, I don't like that Eddie Edwards is in another faction. However, this faction is really good. I liked it from the word go. That being said, Moose saying no more monikers, but to then just go by uh, Mr. TNA World Champion. I'm like, but then that is a moniker. I, I, you know better than I. Moose, it's, not, it's, I not a moniker. Than I. it's not a moniker. He's the world champion. He literally carries the title. He won it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I, I don't hate it, but it, he didn't win the wrestling god. He didn't win the five tool athlete or whatever the five star player, whatever he called himself. All of those monikers, he did. He, he gave them to himself, or he earned them from somebody else. He won the TNA World Championship. He is the TNA World Champion. That's the only moniker that matters. I mean, I'm, I could dig it. I could dig it. I just me. That, that's just me. Okay. Just me. That's fair. Dobby the Brain Heenan sent a super chat saying GYV added their roster page, was added to the roster page and promoting TNA a ton on their socials, hoping for the GYV signs with TNA graphics soon. Adds so much to that division. You and I, Cresta, talked about this before the rebrand. GYV coming in as a potential act to TNA, it seemed like it was inevitable and this is a good fit for them. They clearly have enjoyed their time so far. It's only been one set of tapings, two nights. They will be at Orlando's tapings uh, this weekend. But uh, yeah, listen, if they can pick them up and have them work to the same schedule that they want, then you're good. Keep them on. Make them tag team champions if they... This yeah. is something that I spoke to, SP3 and I, over on True Heel Heat. We did a Hard to Kill pre-show of our own. And SP3 was adamant about, you know, this is going to be the same thing where a former, t- a former WWE team comes in and they're going to win the titles that they, you know, are challenging for. And that's just what happens. And I said, no, I don't think that this is what they want to do with GYV. I think this is a slow burn and that's what happened. They didn't win and it feels like they're going to be in tag title contention, but it's going to take some time. And if this is how they want to keep GYV around, I'm all for it. Yeah. And I think there's enough tag teams now, especially, I don't know if they're still like in talks or would want to lock them down because Danny Luna is now part of TNA subculture coming in subculture, um, ABC, you've got, um, Motor City Machine Guns, you've got the Rascals. There's a whole bunch of tag teams now where you can get a really good, really good tournament, really good – um, what's the word I'm looking for? Competition? Yeah, you just get a yeah, good round robin, good group of guys and going you, after. You have, you have like a good – Breath the roster, whatever it is. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I think – yes, that word. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But I think that this is a great addition, a great addition. And plus, you know how Impact give it up? Kashida comes in there, now you got Time Machine, and you got Time Jacket. People come and go. There's so much opportunity there. The tag team business is booming, baby. I love what you just called them, Time Jacket. Wasn't that their name when it's them and Kashida? Jacket Time. Time Jacket. Time Jacket is just so much funnier. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that there's a possibility that the other guys in subculture come through Mark Andrews is still injured. I don't know how long he's out, mm-hmm. but he did announce at the end of the year, this past year, that uh, he's taking some time to heal up. So that could be uh, that could be coming down the pipeline. I would love to see it once Mandrews is back to uh, 100%. Yeah. But yeah, Danny Luna is a great addition. We're going to see more of her next week. Uh, looking forward to that. Nick Nemeth, let's talk about him. He came out, speaking of former WWE guys under contract. This promo, it, okay. So live, Nemeth comes out. I'll say two things. One, he comes out in his his Dolph Ziggler suit, aka the black suit, black shirt, pink tie. And then there's the music. Can we talk about the music real quick? The music reminded me. It's sleazy eighties hair metal. That's fine. It was. It's, it's the it sounded opening. menacing. It sounded like like was were we hearing the same thing? Because it kind of sounded like Kanosuke Kanosuke's to Kanosuke. Yo, my bracelet. I'm not doing it. I can't. My apologies. Just say Takeshita. Takeshita. I don't know what was happening right now. It's late. My apologies, y'all. You haven't Um, done a late show in a a week. I'm old. (laughs) That's what I'm going with. I am old. But it was just menacing to me. I'm so used to hearing the... I I kind of wanted something upbeat. I know they weren't going to get that, but I don't know. I wasn't. Same band, by the way. Downstate does everybody's theme. Cody Rhodes, Nick Nemeth, the former Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that's that's Downstate too. They they do others. They're they're Matt Cardona's. They do his. Uh, there are a few others. Uh, Chris Van Vliet. His show is about to be Downstate song theme. So there you go. Well, the one uh, I, I like the song. It's fine. Please, can you get rid of the zipper intro? The I'm I'm taking my dick out zipper intro. It's not. It's not what it's not great. That that part is. I get that in wrestling, you need that one little like hit, you know, like with, with Okada because he's in, he's in the conversations right now. It's the mm-hmm. the, the clip and the, the the coin drop. I get yeah. that, you know, or, or the 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 people like the 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 sword sheathing the the sh- yeah. I and like it. the misses, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't. Please put the zipper away, especially because it's a, if you you got to listen closely. It's a zipper and then very clearly a woman going oh, 
And it's very, very strange, especially in a room full of people. All I can think of is when you said that Bobby Fish, and I mean, where's the lie? <laughs> Miz is another one. Miz is another one who has a downstate theme. So there you go. Thank you, chat. Anyway, so Nemeth comes out. He talks about working a specific style for 20 years and it's time to branch out. And he's nervous and he's excited. And it's a very like post WWE promo. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not a problem. He wants to he wants to do it the right way. He wants to earn his way to a title shot. He just doesn't want to come out and immediately challenge like others have before him. Very white meat baby face. It works for him. And then out comes Steve Macklin. I'm not going to do the bit because, quite frankly, I think this was really, really strong and really, really good. And I think Steve Macklin is the perfect first foil for Nick Nemeth because he comes out. He says he agrees with Nemeth. They had similarities coming out of WWE and trying to find themselves coming out of uh, coming into the Indies. But then he calls Nemeth a phony and Nemeth tries to respond. And every time he tries, Macklin just keeps getting more pissed off. And when you're in the room live, Watching that promo, you could hear a coin drop because people were just glued to how awkward it was between those two. Like just the the, the, the tension was there. Mm -hmm. It was palpable. Says so Macklin says uh, Nemeth is going to suck the blood out of TNA and then leave and go somewhere else. And Macklin won't let it happen. And then at the end of the day, they're not going to ask what happened to Nick Nemeth. They'll ask what happened to Dolph Ziggler. I like they're calling the zigzag the danger zone. No. <laughs> Highway to the danger zone. Please stop. Please don't call it the danger zone. That's all I'm asking you. Please, people were calling it knickknack on on Nick the internet because it was zigzag. Because it was zigzag, and now he's not Dolph Ziggler, so you got to call. Us, so he's Nick Nemeth. So call him the knickknack. I don't I care. Mean, honestly, the knickknack is kind of funny, but I'll say knickknack Paddywag. That's fine. G give a zig a zone. The danger <laughs> zone is not it. Please don't call it the danger zone, please. I mean, the danger zone wouldn't be bad, but you got to get the top gun, dude. That's all it is. 80s motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about this segment because I thought this was very strong and I'm I'm looking forward to Nemeth more now than I was after Hard to Kill. Mm -hmm. Tell me. I mean, I I understand after seeing, like you said, a lot of these post-WWE promos. I got it with Sting. I got it with Trinity. And now I'm getting it with Nick Nemeth. I, what a heel. Steve Macklin, what a heel. Let this man have his moment. I could understand the tension because when people come back from leaving WWE, doing something new, in the promos, it is a little awkward because it's just like, yeah, I want to talk like we're having a conversation. It's not a conversation. It's a promo battle. Put your mic down. Put your mic down. I've had it with you and I don't care. But I'm like, Macklin, even you did this. Even you did this to an extent. You know what I mean? So them it's good. I like Macklin versus Nick Nemeth. I think that's going to be a great heel versus I want to be the very best. And if you're going to beat someone, why not beat somebody who had one of the strongest streaks in 2023? Somebody who could have feasibly, who we were campaigning to beat Josh Alexander at the beginning of 2023, 2022, going into 2023 before Alexander got injured. You know what I mean? So I, I think this is great. And if Nemeth comes out on top, which I'm pretty sure he will. It's going to be a good look, and I don't think it damages Macklin in any way, shape, or form. And I fully agree. So let's get real quickly 
Nemeth is going to have to go through several TNA talent mm -hmm. to get to a world title match immediately. So he's got Zachary Wentz this uh, next week. That's announced. The Orlando tapings, they announced Trey Miguel. So his uh, Rascals tag team partner is going to face Nick Nemeth. Macklin is very clearly the, the match, at least presumably no surrender coming up in February. Mm -hmm. Alex Shelley is most likely going to be one of those people because Shelley is the latest former world champion. Shelly's going to go after Moose, probably at No Surrender, have their rematch. If that happens, then let's say Moose retains. I could see the next pay-per-view rebellion, Nemeth goes after Moose. Or Nemeth and Alexander. Now, this is, this is where it gets interesting. Because of what Macklin said about Nick Nemeth turning heel, or about Nick Nemeth piecing out, sucking the blood out of TNA, what if, Nemeth, what if Macklin's right? What if Nemeth goes and wins the title and is basically like, I'm just going to hold on to this thing. Like, I don't need this thing. He becomes, he becomes Dolph Ziggler. He becomes that asshole. And then Josh Alexander has to win the title back for TNA. Mm, I, I, I kind of feel like you could have Moose fill that, even though Moose is Mr. TNA right now. You could still have Moose fill that. I, I get what Moose, you're saying, but Moose I kind of don't like that. Moose never wanted to leave. Moose has never threatened to leave. Nemeth came in and has been, he's the newcomer and he's a little too excited to be a part of TNA. He's a little too into the idea. I mean, I can see where you're going. He could be somebody like, I see what TNA has done for others. TNA do the same for me. And once you raise my stock, I'm out of here. Like the whole, I'm here to make money gimmick, but it's giving baby face. I feel like TNA maybe right now has a lot of bad guys, if you will. It's not too burn. many baby faces, you know. It's, it's a slow burn, though. He's not coming in and immediately doing it. Mm -hmm. He wins the title, and that, that happens as early as Rebellion, which is in April. We don't know how long his contract is, by the way. Yeah. And he can basically say, Look how that look how it worked for Trinity. Look what happened to her. Mm -hmm. she, she revived her career, became a whole new woman, and now she went back to WWE and got a huge money contract. That's what I'm trying to do. But we find that out a little bit later. And if we don't do that, then Frankie Kazarian is the first challenger for Nick Nemeth's world title. Not Frankie Kazarian. I mean, he just came out of the, the you know, as the new big heel. I mean, I would honestly say that Nick Nemeth would have to go through essentially the system to get to Moose. So that's going to be a very long, slow burn if they do do it. Yes, and I agree. I, and I don't hate that idea that he has to go through Edward Edwards and uh, and go through... Oh my God! Blanked on Brian Myers for a minute. Yeah, those, that that also seems inevitable. Those are two TV matches to me, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, Moose, Moose and Nemeth, as we get Cat, is probably the way to go. Yeah, I don't hate it. Even if Nemeth loses here, I don't hate it. Kind of gives me the Nick Aldis situation where if he wins, okay, don't hate it. If he loses, also okay. Don't don't love it. Don't hate it. I it's so very funny that uh no yeah I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say it. it's fine. Uh Nemeth Nemeth being the heel would work. I'd love I just love the idea of Macklin afterwards if if Nemeth turns heel being like told you I told you what would happen and he just gets <coughs> more of an asshole because of it. Let's move over. Jordan graces with Gia Miller. Jordan puts over their match uh, with Trinity at Hard to Kill, and then in walks Trinity and she says, Congratulations. I have a contractually obligated rematch for the Knockouts World title, and I'm cashing in next week. So that's official. Jordan Grace versus Trinity for the Knockouts World Championship next week. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. 
Nope. Simple and effective. Wonderful. Speaking of simple and effective, Jay Vidal comes out. I love this because he is a Vegas local. He made his break in Vegas and then he turns heel on the crowd says, now I see why I left. Issues an open challenge gets squashed by PCO. PCO's new contract includes him being revived after each time he appears because contractually he is dead and PCO cannot die. Uh, this match was quick, easy. PCO wins. Got to get your hometown talent on the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't wait until PCO challenges for the X Division World Championship. Disgusting. PCO versus Jake something. <laughs> Motor City Machine Guns are backstage. They cut a quick little promo that really just ends with Kazuchika Okada walking in and saying, next week I'm back. And that was that. Looking forward to Okada next week. Looking forward to the conversation that's going to drive. I'm going to spend the next week saying Okada to TNA and watch people lose their minds. Honestly, honestly, I live in a world where Okada could be on a show that I'm covering every week. I live in that world. Like, come on now. Or even if it's just for two weeks. Like, what a time to be a wrestling fan. No matter where you stand on some of these people, big names are not where you think they'd be. What a time. What a time. Sorry, I'm reading chat. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about Trinity. She's 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 going back. Nick Nemeth wouldn't be there if she was sticking around. I'll put it like that. I'm not gonna hold you. I don't want her to go back just because I've I've seen what she's done when she bet on herself. And I would just hope that if she does or when she does, WWE treats her with the respect that she deserves. Cause she her run in TNA impact was really stellar. It was really good. And I think if you only knew her in WWE and getting to see her go to Impact and Flourish, fantastic. I know we'll never get an apology as loud as the disrespect was. So I hope that check is just as loud as that disrespect was because she absolutely deserves it. And give her her props. Give her her time to shine. I don't want her to get misted in the face and then she's chasing for the 24-7. That's just my piece. Thank you for your time getting off my soapbox. Uh, I will say this. I would love for Trinity to come in, be Naomi for the first few months until WrestleMania. And then when Jimmy and Jay have their WrestleMania match one-on-one, she aligns with Jimmy, turns heel. The glow is gone. Doesn't necessarily have to join the bloodline, but she makes Jimmy Uso a more serious competitor because Cresta Star behind every successful man is... A strong woman. A strong, successful woman. Next week on TNA Impact, Trinity takes on Jordan Grace for the Knockouts World Championship. Motor City Machine Guns team with Kazuchika Okada take on the system. That's Moose Myers and Edward Edwards. And, of course, Nick Nemeth makes his debut against Zachary Wentz. That's what's announced. The other matches on the card, I can tell you, are very, very fun. So looking forward to talking about those. Now let's get into the main event for real. Josh Alexander takes on Will Ospreay. He beats Will Ospreay. My God. We expected it. We saw it. Like we said at the opening, this opens up a third match down the line for Osprey and Alexander. This was a match. One thing that I love about doing this show with you, Cresta, is that you have pulled this out a bunch of times where I've been like, oh my God, I didn't even think about this. And that is the match in thirds. And this was a match in three parts. The first half of the match was even. The first third, I should say. The second third of the match is Osprey demolishing Josh Alexander and the big finish from Alexander for the win is what got us to the end. Watching this live, I watched Will Osprey beat the living tar out of Josh Alexander. And all I can say was the comeback is going to be huge, isn't it? And that's exactly what they did. Let's talk about the match. They did so many fun and innovative spots. And also they call back a few times. C4 Spike gets the win. Let's talk about it. 
watch this episode of TNA from top to bottom, especially at the bottom. The top was heavy too, but especially at the bottom. This match was so good. There were so many good spots. There was a C4 spike on the ramp. There were, there, there were like, like Joel said, in the middle of this match, Josh Alexander was getting the tar beat out of the the Canadian maple syrup beat out of him, bro. He had to hulk up, and I don't know what the equivalent to Canadian hulking up, poutine up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about Canada, but he did that. What a match! What a match! That table spot, disgusting. A falcon arrow, tiger. I don't. I don't know what that was, but it was nasty. It was nasty. That whole match. My notes are just caps lock. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you besides those caps lock. If this is what TNA was when y'all were watching back in the day, I am so happy to be a TNA fan because holy hell, this was so good. I'm going to say a couple of spots here because I stopped typing, not type, I stopped writing after that. Um, there was a surprise Spanish fly, a pal driver on the ramp, an ankle stomp into the eight. He did the ankle lock into the ankle stomp and then to the ankle lock again. The Storm 93. Oh, it, please watch this. I, I cannot stress enough how good this was. It was good the first match. It was good the second match. And this is also a testament to how good Will Ospreay is because Will Ospreay versus Speedball also slapped too. So they are going to put this match up in its entirety if they haven't already. I'm looking now to see if they've done it. Mm-hmm. Not yet. They put up the, the nickname at the Dresses the World segment. But I can almost guarantee you that Osprey versus Alexander will be up either by the end of tonight or by the beginning of tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Like, honestly, what a good match. Honestly, honestly, I cannot stress enough that if you have any preconceived notions about what Impact and TNA is, I feel you because if this is what you were getting to get what you got at the end, I'd be pissed too. But give give peace a chance. Give peace a chance. This was so good. Hard to Kill was a very good introduction to TNA. And this being the follow-up, TNA is back. Because after this, we got Scott Demore. Your, your dad was fired up tonight. <laughs> we'll talk about that in just a sec. Someone in the chat's asking, could the third match be at the G1? So after the first match between Osprey and Alexander, Osprey did famously say, you would be great in the G1 tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And a lot of us bit and said, like, that would be great. And I think Josh does want to do a G1. That being said, I wouldn't do that in the G1 because then they would face off presumably in the round robins unless they're in different blocks and they go they they have the block finals however both men are not signed to new japan pro wrestling so it wouldn't really make sense for them to do that i don't know where the rubber match would be all signs might even point to to AEW at this point however both matches have taken place in impact and tna so it would make sense to just do the third at home I don't know where they can do it. And I'm sure that the conversations will be ongoing when they decide to pull the trigger. But I don't even know who would win in this case because they've made a very good excuse to have either man go over. I'm thinking the next big pay-per-view, if they want to drag it out that long. I think they'll drag it out longer than that. I would probably do it even at Bound for Glory. Give Because remember, uh, Osprey isn't officially working AEW until February. The next TNA pay-per-view is in April. Like the, the pay-per-view pay-per-view, not, not a special. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even do it at Rebellion. I would probably do it as, yeah, I'd probably do Bound for Glory. Or I would do it maybe if you want to do Slammiversary in July, you could. Oh, 
Ooh, Slammiversary would probably be that'd be a good match for Slammiversary. But Plants Kitchen, ooh, that would be a really good match for Slammiversary. Yeah, I mean, Mount for plans Glory, can change. Bound for Glory doesn't sound bad. Not gonna hold you. But I feel like, and maybe this is just me, I could see them with all this TNA nostalgia focusing on the Bound for Glory tournament if they brought it back. And something like that would be better at Slammiversary because Slammiversary, for all intents and purposes, is at WrestleMania. So, Either way, the match is great. Go out of your way to see it. Whenever Josh Alexander rips off the headpiece, it just adds to the drama. Mm. The hidden blade collapse. That's always good. Alexander does a good dead sell, and I thought that was yeah. just really, really fun stuff. You mentioned the Oz cutter into the pile driver on the stage. It was wild live. And then, of course, the Styles Clash. They tease it on both sides. Josh gets it this time. And then after getting the two count, you got Osprey flipping off Josh Alexander to get to that C4 spike and they'll win. I love the finish. Again, these two men put this match together themselves and they did a great job. Scott Demore comes out. He talks about how much he's loved wrestling since he was four years old, how he's worked in WCW, how he's worked everywhere in the world and how, you know, he's give, been given chances and then he's watched fans and he's watched people like Josh Alexander and Will Ospreay pump blood into the effing hearts of wrestling because they'd had to drop an F-bomb. And they said the feeling never died because it gave everyone something to live for. Puts over the weekend, puts over the match, says if I die tomorrow, I'm happy because this was the largest, largest weekend, largest gates, so on and so forth. They made commentary on that as well. And then hugs and hand raising. Uh, everyone I spoke to this weekend who works for TNA, they all agree that this is authentically Scott Demore. Yeah. The, the the locker room morale is very high. They're all feeling good and they should coming out of this. And what I love most is that they're not focused on what they're doing right now. They're focused on what happens after the honeymoon period is over. Yeah. And I think that is very very good news for anyone who's about to follow TNA. The idea that they are going to put their best foot forward beyond the hype because that's when it's going to get tough. In some weeks, we're going to sit here and we're going to be like, that was shit, and that's fine. But right now, they did a pretty good job. First night of impact, they did a good show. What do you think? Honestly, when Scott Demore was out there, I felt that again. I have, I did not watch the original TNA. Into impact. I know blips and pieces. And of course, I come on here and I'll quote Steiner math or I'll say, you know, Taz my balls. But I didn't wasn't there. I wasn't watching. I didn't get to see young Christopher Daniels, young Frankie Kazarian, AJ Styles with short hair, uh, uh, the main event mafia. So to hear all of these old catchphrases and to see Scott DeMore saying that people thought this was dead because of poor decisions not made by wrestlers or people not getting what they thought they would just deserve. And to see people like Will Ospreay not give up on it. People like Josh Alexander not give up on it. The impact of Faithful not give up on it. It brings a tear to his eye. And I can ask, I can see it. I could see it. It's I felt it. I honestly, again, if I was a TNA fan, seeing what happened to it, knowing the history, I would be upset too. But I think that Scott Demore at the helm has done something really special here. And I have to applaud him. Like, when people talk about Booker of the Year, it kind of boils my balls that Scott Demore is never in the conversation. And he really should be. He really should be. Like I said, people thought this brand was dead. And it's not. And we're back. And we're not going anywhere. So give this man his flowers. He's really doing that. Like, 
Impact and TNA is alive and better than ever. So, boop. Looking forward to the next few weeks. Looking forward to the tapings in, in Orlando. Uh, if you're there, have fun. I can tell you that next week's impact, if that, next week's TNA Impact episode is very good. We're going to talk about it. We'll be back here on Thursday. Crest the Star, what you got going on? Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it at the top of this show. Well, that top of our show. I guess I'm going to be on Grapsity this Saturday. You can catch me the rest of this week. Saturday, I'm going to be on Grapsity in the morning. Then I'm going to be on AEW Collision Post Show with Rick and Ridian. We're going to talk about everything that happened on AEW. And every Wednesday, you can catch me on my personal channel, Crest to Star, twitch.tv. Or wait, twitch.tv slash Crest to Star. TikTok.com slash at Cresta Star. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Cresta D Star, like Megan D Stallion's two R's because I'm a pirate. You guys have been fantastic. Joe Pearl, where can they find you? Joe Pear? Joe Pearl. Sorry. Joe Joe Pearl. Uh, I've been told that uh, I miss Johnny Swinger and my potential nickname of feuds. And that's because we're going to wait until, you know, Swingman comes back, challenges, and wins the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. We take our time here. This is a slow burn for old Swingman, okay? We're bringing him back. 2024. Anyway, I'm at Joel Pearl, I'm in the weeds every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over on Fightful Overbook. That's our sister channel, uh, 10 a.m. until noon Eastern with Jeremy Lambert. We talk about everything in wrestling. We're obviously going to spend a lot of our time talking about Kazuchika Okada tomorrow morning, that being Friday morning, 10 a.m. And uh, who knows what else? There's plenty to talk about. If you haven't left a thumbs up, do it now. If you haven't subscribed to us here at Fightful, what are you waiting for? Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends about the TNA, P- TNA Impact Post Show because guess what? We're fucking back. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.